this is, I really think he's the inspiration of the Oogie Boogie Man in um, in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the Oogie oh, Boogie Man. It's like the Whoa. same. <laughs> we should. I'll talk about that in the podcast. We should just start. Okay. Welcome to the. Ooh, see, I blew it out. Let's start it over. Welcome to the Romcom Dudes. I'm Romcom Dude Number One. I'm Austin. This is Romcom Dude Number Three. Yeah. I'm Joe. Three. He's, he's back again. <laughs> um, this is this this episode is timely. I'm going to tell you why, Joe. Timely, okay. Yeah, Rick Moranis is in the news. I'm re- we're releasing this episode tomorrow, so it works out for us. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that just burned everyone's ear holes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I tightened it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good now. <laughs> Mike just fell. Rick Moranis is in the is in the news. He just got jumped. Did you hear about this? No. He got sucker punched in New York. No. Who punches Rick Moranis? I guess he was in downtown. <laughs> in Skid, Skid Row. Row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too soon, right? Is it too soon? Maybe. He didn't know. die. Is he alive? Rick Moranis? Yeah. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah, that's fine. He's only like 50. Yeah, we can joke. 60? I don't know how old Rick is. <laughs> I love Rick Moranis. You know what? His fashion in this movie is very on par of what people just look like today, I felt like. Like that nerdy look in the 80s is now the cool look in 2020. True. In fact, I was thinking he looked like that uh, the lead singer of... Um, Bleachers. The Bleachers. Yeah, Jack Antonoff. Yeah, he looks like that I'll post guy. a picture on Facebook, but it it's like... It's a spitting image when he goes to like the Shoe Manchu the, um, to get the plant. Right. For the first time, he's like wearing a red jacket and the glasses and the mm-hmm. hat. I'm just like, oh, he looks just like Jack Antonoff. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, he's like the guitarist of Fun and like the co-founder of Fun. Everyone knows who Fun is, but now he's like yeah. a producer for like Taylor Swift. Oh, and, is he? Yeah, he oh, produces for Taylor Swift, Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, oh wow, he made his way up. Yeah. Oh yeah. What else he produces? I don't know. He produces for a bunch of people. That's cool. Um. We're, of course, talking about Little Shop of Horrors. This is like a crossover episode, right? We're talking about our final episode of our summer music series, which we're not even in summer anymore. That's why we're going into our Halloween-themed. We're going to kill you. Oh, I mean, are we? (laughs) I don't want to kill anybody. I mean, I feel... I mean, if they send us an email saying, like, come kill me, we could talk about it. We'll we'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about okay. it. That's that's a deal. <laughs> Please don't arrest us. Um, yeah, we're now into October, so I was like, what better musical to end our series on than Little Shop of Horrors? Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. Joe's our singer. I would never be able to do that. Uh, that was impressive. What can I say? And we're going to get copywritten, and uh, this episode's deleted now. Sorry, Oh, yeah. Everyone. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. I think it's uh, probably my favorite musical is up there. I really like this what? musical. I love it. Last time you said La La Land was. Well, I mean, yeah. But La La Land wasn't a... It wasn't not, on not Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. This is probably one of my favorite Broadway musicals. I just love how weird it is. 
and and not only that, but it was based. This musical is based off a movie from the '60s. So the mo- '60s movie is called Little Shop of Horrors, and then they made the off-Broadway musical Little Shop of Horrors, and then they made this movie based off the Broadway, which is based off a movie which is called Little Shop of Horrors, directed by the one and only Frank Oz. Frank Oz, dude. Frank Oz. I love all his <laughs> movies. You know, dude. He has my favorite. I think my favorite comedy of all time. Uh. Muppets Take Manhattan. Nope. <laughs> uh, Muppets. Uh, not, caper. Nope. Caper Muppets. No Muppets. It's not. A, it's not Little Miss Piggy's. You might not know it. Okay, what is it? <laughs> it's uh, Dirty Round Scoundrels. Yeah, Dirty Round Scoundrels, so good with Steve Martin. With Steve Martin. Steve Martin's in this movie. Who I? Who was my favorite character in the movie? <laughs> yeah, he's so he steals the show for sure. Oh my god! When I first watched this movie, I would say like in high school. I thought he was a little overwhelming. I was just like, Steve Martin is too chaotic. It's it's just too much. Watching it now, I'm like, oh no, he steals it. Like he, he steals, he, kills, me, he kills it. And He's then so Bill funny. Murray comes in and just like <laughs> those two is the yin to his yang, but it's making him uncomfortable. So he's like, because he gets. <laughs> You know, he gets get off, he gets off by people's pain, and Bill Murray gets off by, <laughs> by being, being pained. pained. <laughs> and so it's so perfect when those two meet, and it's so fun. <laughs> it's the funniest scene in the movie. It's oh, so great. Um, oh. I was telling Joe before we started too that this was written by the guy who wrote the music for Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin, which is real interesting because he wrote the script and the music for this movie, but he also wrote the script and the music for the Broadway show. So talented dude, very talented. Won two Oscars for his lyrics, Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid. Under the Sea, of course, mm-hmm. was the one, and then Beauty, the self-titled for Beauty and the Beast, which is probably the best song ever made. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's Disney's best song. Maybe that's yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, like... the title song is very good. Mm-hmm. It like steals any show. You don't, yeah. Anyways. I I was thinking while I was watching this, I'm like, man, this is this has got to be Tim Burton's favorite movie. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Like he was probably hugely inspired by this movie, and I'm glad it was directed by by Frank Oz because the puppetry is just perfect. Yoda himself just living up that puppetry. (laughs) Man, Yoda himself. That's right, he was Yoda. Yeah, he's the voice of Yoda and Little Miss Piggy. Holy moly. Yeah, he's he's a perfect human being. That's one thing I want to know is like, wh- how much of that plant is a puppet? So I was wondering that from the 80s, it had to be all of the plant. But now I'm wondering if they added CG later on. Did it look a little CG-ish to In you? In some parts, it might have. But it was so good it's and flawless so that I wasn't sure. Good, I think it got nominated for. I might have won an Oscar for the puppetry. I would say it needed to because oh, it, uh, it was pretty impressive. It's it's impressive indeed. I, like I was thinking about it was so good that I really thought it was CG at moments, but it probably isn't. I don't know why yeah. it, it would have to be. Um, let me see. I know it won a couple Oscars. Or nom- so it got nominated. Best effects. For effects. And best original song. Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, which isn't even the best song. <laughs> Such a great title. It's <laughs> a great title. Um, so Frank Oz, Dirty Rotten Scoundrel, Muppets Take Manhattan. He did What About Bob. Um, what About Bob's a great comedy, great too. Great comedy. Yeah, he's, a, he's good at comedy. I think Frank Oz is one of the, just, just a really good director overall. Um... 
And then what do you what do you think of like Rick Moranis? Oh, I love Rick, Rick Everyone Moranis. Everyone loves Rick yeah. Moranis. Yeah. I mean, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Come yeah. On. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He's in uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. <laughs> that's what he's famous for. Not yeah. just kidding. Strange Brew. <laughs> Strange Brew. That's right. He's the Canadian. Bolt. Yeah. He's the. It's the Moranis brothers. Um. Is it actually his brother? Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is in Strange Brew. Yeah, they're real brothers. No way. Yeah. Stepford wives, in and out Indian in the cupboard. They don't even look like each other. Oh, they're brothers. Indian in the cupboard was one of my favorite movies growing That's up. Frank Oz too. Spaceballs. Uh, Rick Moranis. Such a. He's just a good. He's fun. He's so fun. Yeah, he's like the lovable nerd that we want. Um. And then we've got uh, Ellen Green. And her high-pitched voice. Oh, her voice. Hi, I'm, I'm Ellen Green. <laughs> Boy, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but it's bad. This movie <laughs> is the ultimate nice guy movie. You know, uh-huh. like, I'm a nice guy. You got to leave that guy because he's, he's a jerk to you. And it's like the nice guy wins in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, the perfect fairy tale, right? Yeah. Uh, Not a very original end. It's... Yeah, I mean, Steve Martin plays the dentist who Laura Green's dating, and and he's just like the ultimate jerk. And, uh, of course, McRanis is like, I wish you would date nice guys like me. <laughs> but, dude, actually, you know, I think his character is actually kind of one of the best ones because look at what he would have been if he didn't become a dentist. <laughs> like, he actually he would was be doing like a something. sociopath or something. Yeah, he would be like a killer, like a murderer. Uh, Although Rick Moranis technically is kind of kind of he, he's the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to Joe also about like the ending that got cut. This is a huge controversy, not a controversy, but this is a huge history about this movie. This is I feel like a lot of people should know this is that the original ending of this movie was not the original ending that Frank Oz wanted. And in fact, in 2012, which I think is the 35th anniversary of the movie, sounds right. I think this movie was made in 87 or something, so that sounds right. He uh, <clears throat> he went to, I don't know, some TIFF, some, some movie festival, and he re- re-released the director's cut of Little Shop of Horrors, which can be found on HBO Max now. Um, they have both versions on HBO Max. That's where I watched this movie. Um so the original ending, the song, uh, or Ava, is that her name? <laughs> Audrey gets, <laughs> gets eaten by Audrey too. Like this is the ending mm-hmm. that Frank Oz wanted. So he, she gets eaten by Audrey too. Then Rick Moranis saves her, talks to her and she dies in his arms. Oh. And then Audrey too is just sitting there with his with her his her mouth open and rick moranis feeds audrey this is all you can watch this i'll I'll also post this on the facebook but um they feed audrey to audrey too and then he grows bigger and then um gets so big that audrey too then ends up eating um seymour this is actually the original ending for the musical as well. Like the musical ends this way. Huh. And then Audrey too, um, gets sold to the, to the multi, to the country gets, just gets the, the marketing and all that. Right. And is sold to every, every house in America. And then it takes over uh, the world. And, and Rick Moranis says, 
uh, Seymour says in the, before he gets eaten, he's like, that was your plan the whole time for you to get sold and to, to take over the world. And he's like, Oh yeah, it was, it was my whole plan. <laughs> and Seymour's like, ah, oh, you son of a gun. And, and then Seymour like takes, uh, or Audrey too takes him and eats him. And then of course, like there's this huge, it's incredible. The scene's incredible of like 20, 15 minutes of Audrey two being as big as skyscrapers and like breaking skyscrapers. It turns into a monster movie for 15 minutes Oh really? and it got cut and it was the most expensive cut ever in Hollywood. It was like, I think Frank Oz spent somewhere between five and $10 million on this last 15 million. It is a spec spectacle treat. It's incredible. Why did they cut it then? So they are showing it to um just some just for marketing purposes to be like okay audience what do you think of this movie it's not it's going to be released in about three months six months or whatever what do you think of this movie and they said it was terrible they hated the ending because audrey and seymour die at the end they're like we want happy endings the ending that we see the original ending or this the ending we don't see that got cut seymour as soon as audrey dies Seymour runs out of the room. I forgot to tell you this part. Runs out of the room and is on top of a skyscraping about skyscraper about to commit suicide. This is a hundred percent real. Oh, wow. So he is like, it's very dark, right? So Audrey yeah. dies, gets eaten, and then Seymour is about to jump off the building, and then a marketer comes up to him and says, "Hey, again, it's not the same one. It's not Jim Belushi, but a different marketer comes up to him and says." <laughs> Hey, how about you? Uh, how about you just sell this to me? You, we can make a lot of money. And he's like, "No, it will take over the world. We know how this works." And that's where he gets the idea of like, "Oh, that was his plan the whole time." So that's why he gets off the building and goes talks to Audrey too and says, "You were gonna do this the whole time." And he's like, "Oh yeah." And then he eats Seymour. It's very. It's it really is a dark ending. Bad and, ending. Yeah, and, scary. And then the end. I want to say it's bad but i like not bad i mean like uh, uh for him it's a bad ending yeah, yeah yeah it's a bad it's a bad ending for the characters for sure it um it would probably work in this time but yeah it would it just wouldn't have worked in the 80s hmm. so the movie's about an hour and 45 minutes with that ending so where the, originally this movie's only about an hour and 29 minutes with the original ending where they kill audrey too and that's kind of the end of it he gets blown up right um audrey too yeah he he gets uh, yeah he gets electrocuted electrocuted yeah mm -hmm. so they had to shoot that quickly the the producer came up to frank oz and was like no we're not showing this ending it's too much and he's like we spent a, a lot of money frank oz is like we spent a lot of money on that and he's like i think we won't make it back if we show this ending and now it's like up in the air what's the better ending a lot of people like the original cut more some people are saying no i i want to see the theatrical release not the director's cut I don't know. More people are really are more familiar with the theatrical cut. Yeah, I I only watched the original cut. What 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 uh, what would you say is better? I think um, the spectacles in the director's cut is incredible, right? Like they they blow up buildings for fifteen minutes. It's really cool, and you just don't see <laughs> stuff like that in the eighties. Mm -hmm. um, but it is nice to see that everyone's happy, and that. Rick Moranis and or Seymour and, and Audrey are together the whole time mm. or they get together in the end and they fall in love. Um, there is an amazing shot in that just is really vibrant in your head that happens in the, the director cut where the three singers actually tell you what what's going on 
like what happened to, to Audrey two after the two get eaten. And they talk about how they sold to the masses, but what's happening is it's like a flag. It's the United States and the three singers are in front of the, the United States flag and singing about how it happens. But the flag is like a glitter flag. It, it's a stage present really like they're on mm-hmm. a stage with this glittery flag and it really is bold and quite a beautiful shot. And there's a lot of shots like that, that happen. And there's a lot of shots in it in general that are just amazingly done that you're like, how did they do that in the eighties? Very um, interesting. That goes along with my little theory that I'm going to talk about. Okay. Actually, that flag. I can't wait. Um, let's talk about the movie then. I shall we? Let's do it. There's, I, I could talk about this movie all night. So, but so we gotta, <laughs> we have already 20 minutes in, so <laughs> yeah, it's all right. So it kind of starts off with uh, the, what the Skid Row. We kind of learn about the shop. Yes, yeah, we learn about their their horrible lives in this yeah. horrible place called Skid Row. That nobody comes to their shop, and uh, no right. one is rich here because they all go to downtown. It's a place you go to to kind of settle. Yeah, you know, you, you can't get out of it, sort of thing. It's it's kind of just the awful place. Yeah, and this music, it's all done in song. It's like a five minute song. It it starts it off. Uh, We learn about the three singers, like the backup singers or the muses, the muses. Thank you. And uh, we're not even introduced to like Rick Moranis or anyone yet. It's really just like this place sucks. That's all it is. Yeah. And nobody comes here. They go to downtown. And uh, then we're introduced to this flower shop. And then we're introduced to the owner of the flower shop and, and Seymour. Who's arguably the, the, uh, the most righteous character out of the entire movie. Seymour? <laughs> no, the, the shop owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mushnick. M- yeah, Mushnick. Vincent Gardenia. Gardenia? Gardenia? He's, a, he's an older actor. He died in 92, so 1920 to 92. So yeah. he was kind of in these older films. Uh, such as like Moonstruck, Death Wish, The Super, L.A. Law. He was in L.A. Law for a while, uh, yeah. but and him and Rick Moranis kind of play similar characters, where they're kind of like Jewish New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so then we're introduced how like then they talk about how like nobody comes in. It's a dead shop, and that he's talking about closing the shop down. But before that, we're introduced to. Uh, to Audrey and Audrey comes in with like a black eye and, and the shop owner's like, what happened to your eye? Is it him again? And she's like, Oh yes, it was, it was him. He he punched me in the eye, <laughs> but don't worry. He's, he's going to take care of me. That's how she talks. <laughs> yep. It's <in> <laughs> <laughs> not exaggeration. Yeah. And that's where like the nice guy thing kind of starts happening. Right. Where, where Rick's like, oh. yeah. Or like Seymour's like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's that should be me with her, not this stupid guy punching him in the face. But Seymour never does anything, right? Never. He's, yeah. He's also sort of has self-image issues. Yeah, and he's settled like he's just not going to try yeah. to go out of his boundaries to do things. Yep. So um, they're going back and forth. They're just talking about no. Oh, the the shop owner's talking about closing the shop, and then and then uh, Seymour's like, "Well, I I got this." plant no he he's going to bed they're like closing up shopping he's going to bed and then he finds this plant and then another song happens right well he he's he's there um essentially what happens is 
nobody's coming to the shop. So the guy's like, well, the owner, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. Bushnick, Bushnick. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, uh, he's he's saying, you know, we're gonna just close shop. Yep. Um, you guys are gonna be out of work. Yep. And so he says, wait, you know, I got this last solution. Yeah, I got this plant, this unusual plant. Yep. That he got at this Fu Manchu guy. Most, I mean, it's it's interesting to watch movies in the <laughs> Chinese 80s and guy 70s. From, the, from like another, <laughs> seemingly Dude, from another planet. It's like the most stereotypical Chinese man, and it's it's terrible. <laughs> I I watched Aristocrats the last couple of days. I watched like the first fifteen minutes because my daughter wanted to, and then I finished it today. And they have that Chinese cat in it too and it's the same thing it's so horrible it's like he's like playing the piano with chopsticks and it's like oh my god oh and aristocats yeah yeah ching chong, ching chong. oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, it's so bad that. i remember that um it's the same thing here but he he sells in this plant for like a dollar 90 i think is what $1. he said 98 that comes during the eclipse the total eclipse of the sun which uh nixon has somehow caused or something yeah on the radio right so, uh, there's this really amazing th- scene that happens next, right? Where he pulls out the plant and he's like, uh, this should start up business. And he, the store owner's like, how is this going to start up business? And then a guy like just walks in instantly. <laughs> and the guy is, um, oh, what's his name? It's, uh, gosh dang it. Like the actor? It's Christopher Guest. That's Christopher Guest? Yeah. <laughs> oh. The guy who walks in, he's like, that. oh, that's a, a spectacular plant. <laughs> I would never guess that. And 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 Seymour's like, oh, thanks. And he's like, is it for sale? And they're like, no. And he's like, fine, I'll take $50 worth of roses. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, we don't have change. And he's and like, oh, I'll take 100 I guess I'll, I guess I'll have to take 100 because all he had was a $100 yeah. bill. That's Christopher Guest. So this this cool. cast, the cast in here is actually pretty amazing. Like Christopher Guest, Jim Belushi's in it, um, Bill Murray, Steve Martin. Yeah, uh, Rick Miranda's. It's, it's pretty right. incredible. Like it's all pre, other than Steve Martin, of course. But like this is pre Bill Murray was big. Bill right. Murray was starting. Like I'm sure he was in Saturday Night Live or something right now. But was he in uh, What About Bob before this movie? No, What About Bob came out in the '90s, I think, '92 oh, okay. or something. So Frank Oz just kind of used his cast from Little Shop. Yeah, and of course, like Frank Oz had that power from the Muppets. Like they have cameos all the time in mm-hmm. Muppets, and I think. Uh, Jim or Jim Belushi's what's Jim's Belushi's brother's name? Maybe I'm thinking Jim Belushi's the famous Belushi. No. John Belushi. John, uh, is it John? Yeah, John Belushi was probably a cameo in one of the Muppet movies. I I think he actually he's in the original Muppet movie. And uh, so of course Frank Oz met all these people, like especially Steve Martin. Steve Martin's always been a big Muppet. Like he's always been on these Muppet series. <laughs> he's always been a big Muppet. <laughs> I kind of. I mean, as a human, he is a Muppet. As a human, he is a Muppet. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure there is a it's hand true. controlling him. <laughs> I mean, how does a man have that much energy? I know, and he plays the banjo. He plays the banjo just like Kermit. It's crazy. Wait, he is, might be Kermit. He might be not only might be Kermit twins. Maybe. Maybe. They they both have green skin. Steve, Steve. you old crazy coot. Is this, a con- is this a, some kind of controversial? Not controversial. Are we making up a... I don't know. Anyways. Humans are just puppets. That's what we're saying. It's very Just comedians. Deep. Bill Murray, <laughs> he's a Muppet. Uh, Steve Steve Martin is a Muppet. Um, who else? What else is in the... Oh, it's Christopher Guest. He's a Muppet. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the only real one is the plant, really. Yeah, he's the only. 
wow, we solved the movie. Yeah. We can end it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, feel free to listen uh, listen to all of our other episodes. This is our thousandth episode. We have twenty listeners, so I don't know why we keep doing this. Uh, no, just this kidding. is your thousandth episode. No, it's Uh-oh. not. <laughs> Here we go. So Christopher Guest is the guy who's like, "Wow, I'll you know take hundred." Anyways, so and then the plant starts dying, and he's and 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 Seymour's like, "Well, how do we like how do I feed it?" Because I water it, I give it fertilizer, I give it sunlight, but nothing is helping it. And then he cuts his finger, and the plant wants to suck on the finger, to suck on the blood. Mm-hmm. And he realizes, oh, he wants blood. And then it's, but it's also attracting customers, but he's feeding it. He's not telling anyone that this plant is so uh, bloodthirsty. And then we start meeting uh, Audrey's boyfriend, Steve Martin, the dentist. Crazy dentist, my favorite. Um, did you know they're you're they're remaking this movie? Why? I don't know. I think it's like pretty well known within the community, but not known enough in the zeitgeist to be like, you know, like people are gonna get upset if they remake this movie because this movie's a remake of a movie already. Huh. So I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of perfect though. It really is. Chris Evans is gonna be the dentist, and uh, yeah. uh, who's the who's the Kingsman? The actor who's oh. Edgerton, Edgerton. Yeah, I know who you're talking he's about. He's gonna be he's gonna be Seymour. Oh. And then Scarlett Johansson is playing uh, Audrey. Oh, okay. So far, now I think the shop <laughs> owner is. Um, uh, this sounds like bad casting. Well, Edgerton. <laughs> whoops. Good. Uh, Edgerton. He was in Rocket Man, so he can sing. Uh-huh. He's a singer, and then same Scarlett Johansson. Like she was in a band before she was famous and I could she, see her in that role. I could too. I think Edgerton's but, a good, good call too, but the movie, I, it doesn't need to be remade and they're just going to make it bigger, right? Like it's going to be CGI heavy. It's going to yeah. be, eh. yeah, yeah, it'll probably have the original ending or the, the director cut ending where he like mm-hmm. gets eaten. Cause that's what we're into now is like darker themes and people dying is fine now. Uh, yeah, it's probably a better ending. Uh, we'll watch. I we'll we could watch it after this, so you can kind of get an idea. Um, Joe's computer screen is Audrey too, looking at us. <laughs> it's pretty fun. This tongue out. He's like, mm. so uh, feed me, feed me Seymour, <laughs> feed me the dentist, Steve Martin. Best scene in the movie. Yeah, I remember watching this in high school. I thought he was in it a lot less, but he's in this movie for. A good chunk. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. I don't know why I thought he was in it only for like five minutes, but yeah, he's in it a lot. But he just sings about his crazy obsession with pain, pain. and how it like turns him on, <laughs> and it turns him on as a dentist. It's it's amazing. Uh, and he's doing like an Elvis impression yeah. through the whole thing, riding a motorcycle, <laughs> punching people in the face. And he's awful. He's an awful human being. Very awful. But he's hilarious. It's so funny. Um, and so then we like get introduced to patients and how they're just getting numbed up. Oh, and he's addicted to laughing gas. Oh, yeah. Very. <laughs> Very addicted. <laughs> Which I've talked to a dentist about that before. I He said that you cannot get addicted to laughing gas. Like it's not... Well, if you've been on laughing gas, you know it's not really a – like it goes away in like two minutes after you're done on it. 
is right. kind of an in out type thing. So I don't know. He's addicted to being nuts is what yeah, he is. That's, he laughs a lot and, yeah. and it's like just punching holes. There's a really cool shot actually during the dentist scene where like the camera is through the guy's mouth and you see oh, Steve yeah. Martin like working on it. Another puppet. Yeah. Yes. Is, is that what it was as a puppet? I think so. I guess it would it have to. to be. It, it was really cool. And they just put like the camera inside of it and then, you know, it's like, like, yeah, but the hands like enlarged the closer it got in a weird, it was almost like a fisheye lens or something. It was interesting. Maybe, it was know. an interesting shot. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, for being like on a back lot, the movie's all done on a back lot or in stages or whatever. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of interesting stuff with the camera. It's they really, do. really neat. Um, anyways, Steve yeah. Martin is dating Audrey and yep. he's a jerk to her. Audrey's has really bad taste. In, yeah, in men. We learn that that she's or the shopkeeper says that a lot. Like she she never chooses right men. Yeah, she doesn't feel like she uh, she thinks she doesn't think much of herself, so she right. feels like it's what she deserves. Yeah. So uh, we we start growing dis- distaste for Steve Martin, the dentist, and uh, then Seymour uh, kind of gets the courage to be like, you know what. I'm going to go in and talk to him because Audrey too, the plant is starting to get hungry. He wants some food and he's talking at this point point. Mm-hmm. and he's like, well, what do you want? And he's like, feed me. I want people. Wait, doesn't he, he chops someone up first or was that Steve Martin? Is that the dentist? He yeah, chops the up? dentist okay, is the okay. first, the first uh, victim. And he's a little smaller. The plant's like, like two feet tall or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we already kind of talked about it, but there's the Bill Murray, Steve Martin scene that I think is the best scene in the whole movie. And then, and then Seymour goes in and is like getting his work done, quote unquote. And then he says, no, you're beating up Audrey, aren't you? And he said, oh, you're, you know, you know, Audrey, Audrey. And he's like, yeah, we've met. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, He's like taking gas. He puts on this, this like Darth Vader <laughs> respirator, respirator, uh, but for like laughing gas <laughs> yeah, at it. It's like going. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's like again, it's like this is why Frank Oz is directing this movie so he could put these puppets type <laughs> yeah. machines, Rube Goldberg machines, in this movie. I mean, it's not a Rube Goldberg machine, but it's very like steampunky looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he, how does he die? Does he over? He doesn't overdose. Seymour is going to kill him with the gun. With the gun. But I don't. This was kind of stupid. I thought, but he just kind of he 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 accidentally takes out a valve in the machine, and, and then he likes he he can't get the thing off his face. And he suffocates. And he suffocates. That's on right. The gas. Right. 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 So then, so Seymour technically isn't a murderer. Yeah, he didn't murder, right? and I don't think he killed anyone. Technically, they kind of all died on no. their own. But like it, I mean, he was gonna. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he would get manslaughter or something because yeah. like, it's like the he moved the body, he put the body in the plant's mouth. But like, really, they will not live happily ever after. No, <laughs> like, there's have no to, way. They'll have to like run for the rest of their lives. The director's cut, actually, you know, at the end of the theatrical cut says the end and that's it. It just says the end. Mm-hmm. The thea- the director's cut says the end question mark exclamation oh. point because like the plants took over the world and they're like, oh, maybe we can, I don't know. <laughs> so then Seymour takes the body 
the dentist and um he like chops him up into little pieces and the shop owner sees him do this this is like probably the most horrific scene of the whole movie because it's like oh there's an axe to the body and he like chops the first chop and blood goes on his face and it's mm. it's it's probably not the scariest eh, it probably is the scariest it's pretty murder yeah awful murdery you know? yeah and so he's, just makes him smaller so he can feed him to Audrey too because he's smaller. The shop owner sees it um, and then doesn't confront him till like the next day and then kind of like talks to him about it. Anyways, comes to find out like the shop owner is then the next victim. Mm-hmm. But they make him a sort of a villain before as well. Yeah. Yeah, by, by, you know, he's him saying, well, I won't turn you in if you give me the plant and so I can be rich and... Right stuff, yeah. and he's like, "You don't want the plant, right?" He's like, "Do not take this plant." <laughs> then he get does he get shot? Is that what it is? I'm trying to remember. No, so he. I watched it Saturday. And, so he uh, he talked about I, it's fresh in my mind. I watched it today. <laughs> that's why I ask you the hard questions. I know that's why I'm here. Uh, he he's kind of backing him up. Um, Seymour is into the plant. In oh, way. right, right, and, right. And by when he's saying like questions, he's like, well, what do I feed it? And he's like minerals. And then he's like, oh, well, right. what else do I do on Tuesday? And he's like, uh, water it. And he's like, okay. And then, and then what? And he says, well, you don't want to know. That's right. <laughs> and then the plant like takes him, eats him, eats him from behind. That's right. Oh, that he was like gross. so happy to get the, <laughs> to get the plant off his hands. He was yeah. really like, yeah, take exactly. it. Um, so then he gets like, this is where he's at his like final stage, his final like height. And he's, he's a big boy. Audrey too is full grown adult at this point. Yeah. Full grown R and B black man singer. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, it's a So at this point now we didn't really talk about like, uh, suddenly Seymour where like Seymour and Audrey are falling in love. They're yes. like fully in love. They, he says, I want to take care of you. I'm a nice guy. I won't, I won't hurt you. And, and Audrey's like, finally, like, so, well, suddenly you make sense to me. Suddenly you're like, you are this, this, you are the light that I need. Well, yeah. Now that, uh, the dentist was murdered. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> murdered. Come on. He, he died on his own. Oh, come kidding. on. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He was murdered. Um, how would you like to be murdered, Joe? Oh, I think that gas mask thing would be pretty interesting. Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. I always thought, like, if I were to be murdered, I hope it wasn't, like, by some stupid guy. Like, if you wanted to be murdered, it'd be cooler to be murdered by a serial killer. Right? Like, No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. You'll be remembered as the serial... Like, if you're going to be murdered... You'll be tortured in their shed. Not necessarily. There are serial killers that just kill, and that's it. And you'll get eaten or something. I mean, they might. they might, like do stuff with your body after the fact, yeah. but but I'm just saying like, at least you're dead quickly. Most likely you're going to be on the news. Why me? I'm asking if you were to be murdered, you are going to die and you will be murdered. That's like, God has came down and told you this. Yeah. Now you're, how would you want to be murdered? Your mutilated body is going to be all over the, uh, dark web. I'm just hoping maybe I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping I'm not murdered by like, a dispute you know that's boring but by like manson or something like even though he didn't <laughs> technically murder anyone uh more like uh 
who's the I don't know who's a serial killer. The, the Ed Gein. Gein, or... yeah, Gein or the the Zodiac killer or something. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe I'm getting into this a little too much. Uh, <laughs> let's just rewind the tape a little bit. Freddy Krueger maybe would be cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, some some scissor hands. Yeah. Nail hands or whatever he has. What does he have? They're like, scissor hands. They're like knives on his hands. Oh, yeah, knives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Edward Scissorhands would be a cool way to be murdered, too. Oh, he's too nice. He is too nice. He's too nice. He's quiet, too. Yeah. He's... Uh, he's an expected but unsuspected vic- like criminal. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Speaking of Tim Burton, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it's a rabbit hole we we gotta climb think, back out of. <laughs> listen, I just think like being murdered is terrible. But if I had to be murdered, <laughs> <laughs> it would be by Ed it would Gein. Be by Ed Gein, because oh. he tortured animals when he was a kid. Did you watch Mindhunter on Netflix? No. Oh, no. it has Ed Gein in it. It does? Yeah. Well, oh. not the real guy, but like an actor plays Ed Gein. And he, because Ed Gein was so talkative, right? He talked about how he murdered his victims. For anyone who doesn't know who Ed Gein is, he's the one that... Uh, uh, he like chopped off heads. And yeah, then, he's the, like the chain... The, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is yeah. based off of him and stuff like that. Well, Ed Gein, like what makes him so famous too? He, I think he only killed like three or four people, which is very little. More than that? Way more. Okay. But even still, he what makes him so popular too is he was like, you could talk to him. Like he would oh, talk yeah. to everyone and, and he was really nice. Yeah. Like he wasn't some weirdo, like not going to talk to you type guy. He, he would just talk and talk and talk because he was kind of a Southern gentleman. I think he was from South Carolina or one of, Georgia or Alabama or something. Right. And everyone knew him in the town. Yeah. It's kind of like well, that kind before. of, he was a shut in his, his yeah. mom was a huge shut in and then he was kind of a shut in, but like he was right. re- known as really nice and kind of, yeah. Like people talked about him as, as a good yeah. member of society. So now that we're a true crime podcast, <laughs> let's start going. Um, let's do a true crime podcast on Audrey too. Dang, that would have been a good idea to turn uh-huh. this into like a true crime. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Then it turned into be the dentist. The dentist was murdered by a plant. Or was it? Find out next week on Serial. <laughs> the plot thickens. <laughs> okay. So this... The, <laughs> Seymour and Audrey fall in love and they, they are taking care of the shop now that the shop owner died and um, Seymour now, or Audrey too now is kind of like, I need more, 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 mm-hmm. more. And I mean, we're kind of cruising through this at this point. There's a lot of music through all of this. And I got to say, this is probably, one, again, I love the music in this. Like Suddenly Seymour is such a good song and mm-hmm. and Feed Me Seymour is such a good song. I don't know if these are the right songs, but like Feed Me Seymour is such yeah. a good song and, and Skid Row is such a good song. And It's very uh, 50s sort of. Yeah, uh, boo uh And uh, rock. Grease-esque. Yeah, greaser music it was i mean the musical was made in 65 or something and then no maybe 70s it was an off-broadway musical and then they made the movie in the 80s 85 or 86 or something um and then they'll remake it again Hmm. Hmm. but again the music was made by the guy who made uh the little mermaid so you can't really fault him (laughs) like (laughs) it's great music he made really good look at this stuff isn't it 
eat this plant in the shop? Did you say that my collection's complete? <laughs> I got a, sh- a plant that will murder you. <laughs> I wonder if they ever teased him at Disney about that. Like, did you, did you wrote a musical about a plant that eats people? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I also wrote a thing for like mermaids. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and a beast and a beauty who fall in love. Yeah. So there's like a candlestick in it. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's like I'm mean, I, it's kind of like a little shop of horrors of bestiality and what? <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. No, they had to fall in love first. Mm-hmm. That's gross. This is a family podcast. Okay. Where are we at? Which is why we talk about murders. So. That's right. Well, Ed Gein. We got to talk more yeah. about Ed All right. or the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Where are we at? Um, okay. So. Joe they fall in love. They fall. Well, we're past that. They, I mean, at this point, it's like <clears throat> it's just a happy ending. Like you, that's. I think that's why I kind of like the other ending. I don't know. They're both great. They both work, mm-hmm. but this one kind of just ends. It's like he gets bigger and bigger, and he gets like little plants on him. That's a really cool scene where like the little plants on Audrey too are singing with Audrey too, and and they're talking about how they're going to take over the world and they're going to eat you and all of this and they're from space and they're from space yeah <laughs> and uh yeah they they die <laughs> but, literally it yeah, yeah it's like the movie <laughs> and then uh seymour oh i guess there's a daydream that happens throughout the movie where like where seymour's like daydreaming being with audrey and like having a family together having this like suburban life together yeah. mowing the lawn and oh yeah and like right. just it's ha- such a weird dream well and then <laughs> it comes true at the end right like he is mowing the lawn and having a kid with with audrey yeah. and and it all comes true because they fall in love and she's like obsessed with pine saw <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> okay i want to hear your hot take oh right i don't know if it's true i want to hear it but uh I was trying to figure out why they would make the plant this arm. I mean, he's obviously black, right? Like the plant is. Yeah. He's a black name, the, RB. The guy, the guy who scene. did Audrey too is Levi Stubbs, Stubbs. Yeah. But the plant himself like, is obviously black and he's an R&B singer. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have these three muses that are also black. Yep. Who are singing like the whole thing. And it's all during the time of Nixon. Oh, okay. Right. And during this time, there was this crazy turmoil of integrating black people and and like in, into white society. Uh huh. And and it was and I feel like this movie is almost saying something about segregation and and how hard it was for white people to accept blacks into their community. Oh, I could, I could see that in the because Nixon the era. plant is kind of like a monster. Well, yeah, it's, and there's two very contrasting things, right? Like all the white people are singing these bebops and, and then all the black people are singing R&B and soul. Yeah. And the, there's not other, there's not even black people in the movie. Um, no, they're, they're not in society. The they're not in society at all. Zero. And this plant is trying to take over. And just trying to get into society. Yeah. Right. But in a, but I mean, you could look at it two ways. Like, yeah, he's trying to like take over society though, like kind mm-hmm. of disrupt and destroy society. But is that what white people are thinking about black? People, right. right. But is that a racist take? 
Maybe. Like, is Frank Oz being, or not even Frank Oz, but like the writer being a little racist on this. It could be unintentional. I was actually thinking the same thing when I was Mm -hmm. watching this. I'm like, kind of is weird that it's like this R&B singer taking over the world and disrupting society. Why would they talk about Nixon? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I I was, yeah, I had that same thought. Like, like it wasn't as heavily thought about, but I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of interesting. They chose an yeah. RB singer and he's kind of a scary dude. Like uh-huh. they always, I feel like they did that a lot in eighties Hollywood intentional or unintentional. It, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great thought and it, it's it, interesting. It, it right? could totally be true. Um, I'm going to look up the box office for a little shop of horrors. Oh, I can't sing it. You can sing it. No one's going to take it. Okay, the movie was released. Ooh, it was a Christmas movie. December 19th. It was. Why didn't they release it in October? Yeah, that's that's weird. weird. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Here's a crazy murderous plant. 1986 was the release date. Box office okay so we do this uh we call it the blank check box office game joe where we kind of guess the top five top grossing movies of that weekend 1985 1986 hmm. um, I, I got one i'm okay so number i don't even know this movie oh yeah i do this is i'm gonna let you guess okay because i can see the top five um this is an interesting top five. Real interesting. Mm-hmm. A Little Shop of Horrors didn't do well. I wouldn't think it would. Yeah, I I think the movie I read online that it was it cost twenty nine million dollars to make and it made thirty six worldwide. Dang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think though it lo- lived a long life. Like it has a cult following. People, oh yeah, people really like this movie. It still probably makes money for whoever made it, Fox or WB or whoever. It's like the definition of a cult movie. Yeah, I remember Warner Brothers. I remember kids in our high school when we were going to high school together. They would like play it and sing it. Yeah, we were the drama kids though, so we were loser. Oh yeah, we were weird anyway. We were so weird. <laughs> Joe That's and I true. met in band. Uh, weren't really friends in band until like drama came along. Drama and, class. Not yeah, drama <laughs> class. Well, drama too. Like we, we would like, we, here's the thing. We had this pet rock and we had to take turns who took care of it on which weekend because of the drama that we caused with each other from band. Not making this up. I don't know. Okay. I still have that rock. Do you have it? Yeah. That was my rock. It was my weekend, our senior year, when we graduated. I'm sorry, yeah. man. I j- it just ended up in my pocket. Okay, this first movie, December <laughs> 1986, uh, is a is a Eddie Murphy movie. You're going to guess the top, the number one movie of the December weekend of 1986. Let's see if you can get it. And it's an Eddie Murphy movie? Uh-huh. Huh. Let's see. It's... It's a it's detective. He plays detective. Did he play Doolittle? He did play Doolittle, but that's like nineties. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you'll know this. Uh, I don't know the it. Golden Child. Oh, I've never. No, I have no idea what that is. It's a, it's Eddie Murphy. He's like a detective. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a franchise. The uh-huh. second movie is a franchise. 
uh, it back made to the a, future. It made a lot of movies. Uh, Eighty six. I guess that's close to Back to the Future. It made a lot of money. It's a huge franchise. They still make movies today. Star Wars. It's close to Star Wars, but not Star Wars. Star Trek. Okay. Star Trek. What? Next Generation. Uh, it's no. It's the original Star Trek. Oh. So Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home is what it's called. I think it's the oh. worst Star Trek. <laughs> okay, number three. Uh, this is also a Steve Martin movie. Kind of. It's it's a trio. The Three Amigos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, one I of the biggest if, movies? This is the third biggest. It was the third. No was, way. Uh, yeah. Let's see how much money it made in the end. It's a fantastic uh, No, it didn't make that. $39 million overall. Did it do well? But it's also a cult following. I think people really like The Three Amigos. I, I feel yeah, like. It's an awesome movie. I love that movie. Uh, number four is Little Shop of Horrors. And then number five, I've never heard of. Heartbreak Ridge. Hard-nosed, hard-living, Marine gunnery sergeant Tom Highway, Clint Eastwood, clashes with his superior and his ex-wife as he takes command of a spoiled recon platoon with a bad attitude. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> or get off my battlefield. <laughs> what was that movie called? Heartbreak Ridge? Yeah. Hmm. Probably won Oscars and stuff. <laughs> Probably. It sounds looks like so it. serious. <laughs> it's like uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Um, the prequel. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, it actually is a pretty bad movie, it looks like. Oh, really? 6.9 on IMDb. I don't know. Oh. It doesn't mean much, but it's not like... That's pretty good up for IMDb, though. But it's not like really good for Clint Eastwood film. True. Like Clint Eastwood has some real good... Oh, Clint Eastwood directed it, too. Hmm. What else do you want to say? It's a good movie. Watch it. Yeah. It's it's very good. Um, you'll end up jamming with it. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's a single And it's funny. Like, it, it has some real... I, I mean, I don't think Mirka Varanis is the funniest part. But he's he's a funny dude, yeah. And he's unlike he's a likable loser, I guess. <laughs> uh, in this movie, oh, uh, great visuals! Oh yeah, they'll blow you away. It's uh, crazy actually... how they did it. Actually, I don't even know. They had to have three or four people in that in that in that plant. Yeah, I'll we'll right? have to look that up because that's I have no idea how they did most of those yeah. shots. Um, yeah, I would say even on par with like movies like uh, the thing. Like, you know, oh. like has that, that sort of cool visual yeah. uh, look to it. For sure. Not as gruesome, <laughs> but it's a, it's a plant, you know? Yeah, for sure. But uh, that was shocking to me, actually. I didn't, uh, I had forgotten, because I think I'd watched that movie a long time ago, like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I did not. The Thing? Re- uh, no, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize how good the effects were. Like, that was pretty shocking. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Like like we were saying, it's so good where we thought it was CG'd at some point. And maybe they did release a special edition. I don't know. It it's so good. It's very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um I also man, I keep hitting my mic. I'm sorry everyone. I also suggest like watching that alt ending, uh, the director's cut ending. I'll I'll look it up uh later. But uh I'll put it on Facebook or something and I'll send you or we can watch it after. Yeah, we'll just watch it after this. Um Let's see. Okay, here's my letterboxed review. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, that's what I was kind of thinking too. I think this is very anti-capitalism or pro-capitalism. You can kind of. I was thinking about that watching this movie. Like, the plant is capitalism, right? Like they were making. Uh, 
they were selling this plant and you can make a, a lot of money off this plant, but it would consume the capitalism within is going to consume. Oh, I see. Okay. The, the people. And the, I had that thought I wanted to kind of share, but, uh, I can see that. I don't know. It, well that, I think that makes a lot more sense with the director's cut ending because they're like singing about how capitalism destroyed the world in front of American flag. Mm. It's a lot more, um, prevalent but like in 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 this in the theatric cut it's just not i don't think it's as forefront as in the in right. the director's cut i think the director did reveal what he was frank oz going for yeah he was i think he was saying that it, uh go for your dreams but don't sacrifice your morals and standards your, to yeah. do it which would go along with capitalism right so um let's see Okay, here we go. This is uh, written by Nice Guys on Letterbox. Or let's do this one. This one's written by Kate. She gave it five stars. She liked it. She loves it. If any weird and exotic plants wants to come down today and make me famous, then betray me in the end and take over planet Earth, constantly destroying human race. Uh, I'm free at one thirty, and my address is fifteen oh six West Shaft. Dot 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 dot. <laughs> All right, Kate. We'll, we'll we'll give you a ring. We'll give you a ring when Audrey too comes over. Thanks for listening, everyone. I think um, this is Joe's last episode, maybe, or like yes. as a substitute, as a dude. He's dude through forever. Dude we through have, forever. We have said that. Um, so whenever we have a guest, they're going to be dude for. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, whoever here to my eye. I know you're. You have been christened. I am christened. Christined. Um, thank you for listening. Joe or Carlton will be back next time, maybe. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, visit us on our visit. <laughs> visit us on our social needs at romcom dudes and email us at romcom dudes at gmail dot com. Uh, don't forget to give us five stars on Apple iTunes. It's much appreciated. I'm bowing and giving you a high five every time you do. And we love you. Well, I don't I don't. I mean, I might like them. I'm only a guest. No, no you were a substitute. What, do jo- substitute teachers love their their kids? No. No. And as always, feed me, Seymour. Suddenly see more 